the worst person in the world, or at least in Norway. Welcome to Film Bites, where we review both past and current movies. I am your host, Robin Priest, your personal private film critic, who rates productions as marvellous, spiffing, tolerable, or in the worst case, execrable. Today I am reviewing the new Norwegian film, The Worst Person in the World. It is in Norwegian with English subtitles. I can hear you groan from here, but please stay tuned because this movie is simply marvellous. You may not be familiar with the director Joachim Trier, but he is the Norwegian who gave us the disturbing telekinesis thriller Thelma in 2017 and the very difficult to watch drug addiction drama Oslo August 31st in 2011. Now, please do not tune out on this account either. This film is much different and largely as a result, much better. It is a coming of age romantic drama, not a teenage coming of ager, but that of a 20 something woman stumbling into her thirties. The worst person in the world is sharply written, extremely well performed and refreshingly realistic. The title of the film is not immediately appealing. I'm not an expert in Norwegian sayings, but apparently if you fail to meet your own expectations, or if you just hurt someone, you say, I feel like the worst person in the world, in Norwegian, obviously. It seems that our friends in Norway are a self-deprecating bunch. So the title does not per se describe the protagonist, Julie, or indeed either of her main partners, but rather is what she would say as she serially lets herself down and often as a consequence hurts others. You may be familiar with the novels of David Nichols, for example, Starter for Ten, One Day, or Us, all excellent, by the way. These books are about love and relationships that go wrong, effectively as a result of people believing that the grass must be greener elsewhere. They're also about how complicated love is and how many contradictory emotions you can have at the same time. There is a timeless quote from one day. You can live your whole life not realizing that what you're looking for is right in front of you. I would encourage you to read the books or watch the films in the case of Starter for Ten and One Day and the television series in the case of Us. You will then see that if David Nichols had been Norwegian, he might well have written The Worst Person in the World and he would probably have come up with a catchier title for it. The movie chronicles, in 12 chapters plus a prologue and an epilogue, the innocent progress of the vulnerable and flawed Julie. She, by the way, is brilliantly played by the Renate Ransver, who has been catapulted to fame by this film and has become, almost overnight, the Lily James of Norway collecting a Cannes Film Festival Best Actress Prize en route. I apologise, by the way, for using British analogies. It's just that I have to confess to being a rank amateur in terms of Norwegian culture, and thus I'm trying to orientate, orientate both you and me. The film centres round Julie, who, as she approaches 30, 
still has no idea who she wants to be. She is undecided both as to her career and her relationships. She is hounded by friends and acquaintances about whether she wants children, when she's going to have a proper career, and if she's ever going to settle down. It's a coming-of-age film for those who are told they should already have come of age. In fairness, she does have to contend with a father who is a feckless, narcissistic hypochondriac, and who, on top of everything else, favours Julie's sporty teenage stepsister. To say the least, this is a bit unhelpful. Julie embarks on a somewhat haphazard voyage of discovery, seemingly indifferent to society's behavioural norms and how many people she hurts along the way. She starts a degree in medicine, but then announces to her long-suffering mother that she finds the mind more interesting than the body, and hence she wants to switch to psychology. In parallel, she casts off a sweet boyfriend, has a fling with a sleazy professor, and moves on to a hunky model. All of this is shown in quick cuts and is narrated in the third person by an unseen, older-sounding woman whose dry recitation of the facts seems just a tad judgy, even if you don't speak Norwegian. Julie's study of psychology does not last long as she decides that she wants to be a photographer. In her new line of work, she inevitably meets a good-looking guy of her own age, with whom she begins a relationship. Shortly after a magnificently unprofessional snog with her paramour in the middle of a photo shoot, she leaves him at a party for the smoulderingly fascinating 40-something graphic novelist Axel. She puts her career, or rather her career search, on hold and takes a job as an assistant in a bookshop. Shortly after their first hookups, Axel tries to end the relationship because of the 14-year age difference between them, worrying that their incompatible expectations will only cause trouble. That was the moment she fell in love with him, the narrator notes, before Julie goes on to prove that Axel was absolutely right to be concerned. His Gen X friends, struggling with parenthood and the onset of early middle age, look corny and compromised in Julie's millennial eyes. Axel, though, is becoming increasingly famous, thanks especially to his latest underground bobcat comic book that Julie finds vaguely sexist. Later, it will be denounced by a critic on the radio as irredeemably sexist. Axel, though, is patient with Julie, but she reads this as condescension, and she interprets his growing self-confidence as complacency. Though Julie is still working in the bookshop, she tries her hand at journalism and confessional fiction. She is restless, so much so that, perhaps in a fit of jealousy at Axel's fame, she leaves his latest launch party early, and crashes a wedding she happens upon on her walk home. She meets a handsome and pleasant fellow called Ivan, of a similar age to her, and a barista, who also happens to be in a steady relationship. They spend a very long evening 
repeatedly testing the boundary between flirting and cheating. Technically, they stay on the right side of that line, even though their chaste interactions are very steamy indeed. For the time being, Julie stays with Axel. On a visit to her mother on her 30th birthday, and prompted by the family photographs, she reflects on the females from earlier generations. When they were her age, the further back in time they lived, the less opportunity they had, the earliest of them confronted by young motherhood and short lifespans. Julie is aware that she is luckier than her forebears and can pursue life on her own terms. The trick is figuring out what those terms are. Her only certainties are that she doesn't want to settle for middle-aged bourgeois conformity, a legacy of vacationing with Axel's family and friends, and that she is definitely not ready to be a mother. She is admirably progressive, but yet progressing nowhere. Julie is not noticeably neurotic. She is intellectual, talented, insightful, sharp-witted, charming, zestful, ambitious, beautiful, and a bit fierce when required. Given her lack of direction and decision and the waste of her talents, she should be insufferable. But you cannot help but like her. It is particularly endearing that she cannot curb her tendency to sabotage her own happiness. She finally plucks up the courage to tell Axel she's leaving him. Here are two people who love each other, yet who come to terms with the impossibility of their union. At this moment, the whole world goes into freeze frame while Julie runs through the Oslo streets to find Ivind and kiss him. Has she now found the perfect partner? She moves in with him to find out. Before long, as you might have guessed, she becomes restless. Axel was too intellectual. Ivind isn't intellectual enough. When Axel praised her an essay, Julie had written, she's incredulous and encouraged. Shortly after she moves in with the kindly Ivind, he stumbles on and reads a think piece about oral sex that she has written and thrown in the bin. He compliments her writing, but she's indignant. Are you planning to keep serving coffee until you're 50? She sneers at him, hurting his feelings. Meanwhile, she's still working in the bookshop. Nonetheless, she takes shrooms with Ivind and his friends, and there is an absolute showstopper of a drug hallucination dream sequence in which Julie finally confronts her deadbeat estranged father. I won't spoil the film for you by telling you the ending. Suffice it to say that the relationship with Ivind was unlikely to last and that Julie comes to realize what is important to her and in a partner. As I said earlier, Reinsvest's performance is exceptional. She had never played a lead role in a film before this. Before this, in fact, she was so disillusioned that she was apparently considering a career in carpentry. Carpentry's loss is very much our gain. I wager that we will be seeing a lot more of this fine actress in the years to come.
Remarkably, Rhinesfair didn't break out in the 10 years between her first on-screen appearance in a bit part in Trier's Oslo, August 31st. But perhaps her period of trying to break through and not accomplishing it until her early 30s informed her portrayal of Julie. Rhinesfair's performance is undoubtedly also informed by her own traumatic upbringing. She suffers from post-traumatic stress after events when she was between 9 and 16 years old. She's unwilling to go into details about what happened. Anders Danielson Lee, a fixture in Trias films, conveys his sweetness as Axel, as well as the fear of, in him of losing one's edge, of learning that all the sensible apprehensions we once mocked have begun keeping us up at night. Herbert Nordrum, as Ivind, has a playful chemistry with Julie that grips you from the beginning, with the pair's dynamic feeling seemingly transported from before sunrise, given its ease of conversation and dreamlike haziness. We are all used to Scandinavian noir by now. The worst person in the world, though, is not that. It has a lightness about it that is very attractive even though it is tinged with sadness. Do go and see this film. <laughs>